We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helfen. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Tuesday, December 12th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. 14 weeks of the NFL regular season are in the books. You are hopefully in the midst of your fantasy playoffs, or you're just listening because you like us, and even though your season's <laughs> over. But we hope you're still playing, and you have some playoffs to prepare for this week. Jake, uh, Jake Latarski's with me. Jake, I got a lineup issue that I want to get out of the way before we get to everybody else's. All right, let's knock it out. I'm actually thinking about benching Mike Evans for Marquise Goodwin. Oh boy! I mean, the recent production of late uh, is makes that a really tough decision to argue. I mean, Mike Evans is—I uh, like to blame him as the sole reason I'm out of the playoffs in one league now. You know, yeah. he just couldn't get it done. Um, man, Evans at home against the Falcons. Marquise Goodwin is at home against the Titans. Jeez, I guess you got to go Goodwin there, but you know, it's uh, it's a tough decision. I mean, I, I got a, I got other options I could flex, but then I'm looking at flex. I go. I mean, you know, I've got I've got Ajay and Ingram and Frank Gore, who's got a decent matchup, right? I've got Corey Coleman, who I can put in. Like, I don't want I don't think I want to play Mike Evans. He's my third wide receiver. It's it's a it's actually it's a three wide receiver plus flex, and I still don't want to play. Gee, yeah, that's going to be really tough. I mean, see, 
I've, I, I'm pretty salty on Mike Evans because, you know, I, I like to blame him for losing me a playoff matchup here. Uh, so that would make me want to drop him. And, and I almost want to, you know, like you like you rage quit or you rage drop someone yeah. um, that I, I want. I want to. My gut is telling you to say bench Evans. But, you know, I, I got to keep a level head here and think he's at home against the Falcons. Jameis has had his third game back. Maybe they can get some rhythm, figure out a way to work him into the game plan. Unless there's a behind the scenes story here that I'm somehow missing. I just uh I would have a really tough time doing that. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. He's it's so frustrating. <laughs> right. It now, is incredibly but, frustrating. And he's not getting the thing with him is he's not getting the volume now either. In the two games since Jameis is back, he hasn't been getting the volume. And that's where he that's that was his bread and butter last year. And earlier this mm-hmm. season, he was still productive because he was getting, you know, 10, 12 targets a game. In the last two weeks, he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, last week, Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin are out-targeted him, and that that's what the concerning part is for me. All right. Well, I don't know. Uh, f- folks, if you have any uh, suggestions for me on what I might do here, hit me on Twitter. I'm at jhalpin37. Jake is at jakeski52. You can also tweet us uh, with questions at Rotowire. You can get our news feed at Rotowire NFL, and uh, you can ask us questions and, and get other great content links and things like that from us on Facebook. Um, all right, we're going to go through the free agents here. And the big one is quarterback where Carson Wentz is no more. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a Carson Wentz owner, you, you, are, you might be despondent. But what do you tell the Carson Wentz owner? Who's your, who's your first target to go after? All right. Well, I have Carson Wentz in two formats. One of them is our stake league that I'm not in the playoffs in, but I'm, we're still counting points and I'm in contention to hopefully not have to buy two stakes. <laughs> uh, so that so that's a league. And I do have Marcus Mariota as my backup, but I'm not completely sold on that. Great matchup at San Francisco this week. He's terrible. But he played terrible. He's he so had bad. a really, really bad game. And I, I I don't know who's regressed more this year, Mariota or Winston. And I know at least Winston had uh, more injury issues. So it, that's going to be really tough. And in another league where I have once, it was a 16-teamer where I didn't even bother rostering a second quarterback. You know, yeah. I made that mistake twice this year where I'm like, okay, I've got Watson. It's past his bye. Why do I need a second quarterback? Okay, I've got Wentz. It's past his bye. I don't even want to be tempted to start someone else. Going to cut my second quarterback. Going to cut my Mariotas, my Derek Carrs. I think that might be a lesson I learned this year to maybe, you know, I hate wasting the roster spot on a second quarterback that you don't plan on using. But in this case, you might. So getting to your question here, who the heck are we streaming this week? couple of decent options uh, jump out for me. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo would actually be one. The Titans pass defense, you know, average but not exceptional. And Jimmy's been playing pretty well, you know, going along uh, with your Marquise Goodwin there. And also uh, the other one that. I really like to look at is Blake Bortles getting the Texans at home. The Texans pass defense. And as far as fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks has not been good. And I, I hate, you know, we're at, a, at the point where I'm sitting here picking between Jimmy Garoppolo and Blake Bortles in the playoffs. Even Joe Flacco gets the Browns. So those are all viable streaming options. Trying to rank them uh, is tough. I guess I would do it in the order. I said it, Jimmy Bortles and Flacco, but it, you know, it, those three, it's a coin toss. Any one of them could have a decent game. Any one of them could have a terrible game. All right. There's an interesting name you did not mention. Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to sit here and scream from the rooftops that Nick Foles is the way to go for everybody. Yes. But matchup wise, Foles is at the Giants this week and he's at Oakland next week. Um the Giants, since just to pick a 
week out of a hat, week nine, have given up the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Which why? is surprising considering the names in the secondary. Uh-huh. Why? And, and they're falling. And supposedly, last I heard, I, I know Jenkins has been out. Supposedly, there are rumors now that they might, they might put Landon Collins on IR2. Um, that would. Okay. What, what do you, why not Nick Foles? A little bit. I mean, the uncertainty factor is one thing. We don't know if he's going to be what he has been in the past. I mean, I know he's led that team to uh, winning stretches before. Um, I don't know. The last time I used Nick Foles in fantasy, it was with the whole Chip Kelly scheme. And my right. and my theory was like uh, I attacked it like I would attack NBA DFS in which uh, you measure the pace of play by a point scored and field goals attempted, you know, per minute or whatever. And you take the players that are getting the most minutes. And because the Eagles were running the most plays at that time, I would go with Foles and and hope that uh, that that would work out just because of, of a volume type situation for quarterbacks never quite worked out for me and I ended up cutting him and now yeah he's got a lot of decent weapons and he looked okay in relief I, I guess he you know he would go into contention there but for me it's more of a wait and see approach I'd rather take the guys that we have at least a few games of sample size on against opponents that we uh, that we know pretty pretty well will give up points to opposing quarterbacks. Now, looking at the injuries in the Giants secondary, John, that start might swing the table. I, I'll admit that I hadn't considered that with Foles right away. So again, that'll be one of those things where I watch the Giants injury report over the week, see who they're throwing out there, and 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 maybe give it a go because there's at least two weeks leagues where. One of those guys is probably better than Mariota, wouldn't you think? Uh, one of those guys is I would I definitely think those guys are better, better than Mariota. Um, and, and as far as uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not trying to beat the drum for Foles, but the opponents make him interesting. You know, like he, yes. he's not the guy who threw for 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. Like that was complete. You know, the, the, the complete outlier. The, whatever reasons, you, I'm sure there are many reasons we could come up with for why that weird season happened. You know, he's he's probably an okay backup. And with good mm-hmm. matchups coming. Um, he's a flawed quarterback, certainly. But, yeah, I don't know. Jimmy G, I, I like in this spot. Um, Bortles, like you said, the Texans have uh, have been, let's say, permissive to opposing quarterbacks. So, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I never love playing Bortles, but he's he's yeah. he's been impressing me. I got to say he's he's more competent than I thought. Exactly. And Bortles has a number one receiver in Marquis Lee and a guy in D.D. Westbrook that's emerging. He had a very good game this week. Finally, it seems like the issues with his top running back, Leonard Fournette, are sorted out. So the Jags are a team that are rolling a little bit and uh, could get a chance to, to score some points. Now, you know, game flow might be an issue with Bortles. I'll admit that if they get ahead, why not give the ball to Fournette 30 times, especially if T.J. Yates is going to be the quarterback for the Texans. So that's the one possible red flag there. Um, you know, Flacco might have to fight against the Browns. You never know. They're still looking for that first win. And and Garoppolo, I think, would be my favorite streaming option. I like him against the Titans because he, he's been rolling since he took that job over and, and really has a chemistry with Goodwin. So Foles is in consideration. I mean, maybe you pick up two of those four guys, start one of the other ones. And if Foles has a really good game, then you can start to look at uh, at some of those matchups if you're streaming the rest of the year. But I would have a really tough time putting my playoff hopes on the line with someone who's making his first start of the year. Okay, that's fair. Um, Other guys we have to talk about, uh, Josh McCown, done for the year, broken hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Bryce Petty come and plays at the the, um, the Saints. Saints. No interest there, right? 
interest in the Saints defense, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> right. Um, actually, you know, that's the one thing I I wasn't. I don't have a lot of interest in Petty, but I'm just checking the numbers from last year here. Yeah, three touchdowns, seven picks in six games. So he did make he he did put up good numbers with for Robbie Anderson. We'll say that last yeah. season. Other okay. than that, it wasn't good. It's um, fair. Aaron Rodgers, we don't know yet. We're doing this right now. Um, it is eleven nineteen Eastern on Tuesday as I speak, and we don't have any word on Aaron Rodgers coming back. Um, but the update is expected today. At some yeah. point today, Tuesday. So chances are, if you're listening to this on your commute back from work, good chance if you check back to RotoWire that you'll find an answer on Rodgers. But you know, if he was dropped by anyone and your league slept on waivers and he's out there, uh, he obviously is the guy. But no, even though the Panthers' numbers against opposing quarterbacks haven't been great, no interest in Brett Hundley if it comes to that, I would suppose, for you. No, right? oh, no, yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would I would go Hundley. I mean, he's getting he's, – he, he's had a couple good games this year, but the stats have been padded by a screen-heavy game, and he's getting a lot out of his run game as well. Yep. Um, Tyrod says he's going to play against the Dolphins at home. He's 40% owned, actually. Yeah. So he, yeah, he barely makes this list. This is kind of the, uh, you know, outside of those streamers that we talked about and folds and whatnot, the rest of these are more, more housekeeping type things for your two quarterback leagues. Yep. I mean, hopefully Tyra doesn't have to play in, you know, 85 inches of snow like, like last mm-hmm. week with the, the Bills game. Um, sounds like TJ Yates is in for the Texans um, and they're playing at Jacksonville. I'm so happy I own the Jacksonville defense in uh, one of my remaining leagues. That's a pretty nice mm-hmm score for me i would think yeah my jigs defense share was uh was ruined by mike evans this week so ah, jerk mike evans yep um all right so jimmy g's your guy at quarterback <clears throat> yeah yeah i guess he would have to be the guy and and i'd rank him in about the way that i put them you know jimmy g bortles flacco and then Foles is uh, still a top five stream option this week i like him you know better than some of those other guys that we mentioned but you know a little bit of too too much uncertainty for me to like really want to be excited about, about throwing them out there in the playoffs okay and there's a chance i do start them because if i miss one of these claims and have to pick someone up just off the wire yep I might have to so so one other guy we we didn't talk in detail about <clears throat> the bucks are home monday night for the falcons Jameis. Uh, i was talking to Derek on monday about how you know fantasy Jameis and real life Jameis are different that fan, you can stomach fantasy Jameis. Real life Jameis drives you bananas. Um, and you talked about the regression between him and Mariota. At least, at least fantasy Jameis, you know, throws the ball and puts up decent numbers. I mean, the last two games since he's been back, he's averaged 277 and a half yards, two touchdowns per game. Um, any of those streaming, do you like any of those streaming options better than Jameis this week? Um, I mean, Atlanta defense is going to get after him. They're, they have an excellent pass rush and they're going to make things quite a bit tougher. Uh, on Jameis so I mean I would be more inclined to go with any of those streaming options to be honest wow. and again it could just be a uh, it could just be a salty taste in my mouth from uh, from last week and you know Jameis could have had three picks easily last week one of them was overturned so and he's not doing much with his legs since he's came back either so you know he hasn't really done much with his legs all, all season long and like I said the Atlanta defense is going to get after him especially that pass rush so I'm very shaky on Jameis this week hopefully your league doesn't penalize for fumbles too much because you know Jameis will lose one or at least you think he will yeah you find a way to all right. I mean he's lost lost a fumble in each of his games back too so the turnovers are there terrible um all right running backs so guys to drop Doug Martin is basically benched um he he fumbled on Sunday Peyton Barber came in Peyton Barber played well 
we, it, yeah. we at this point, it, it's likely that we're not going to see much of Doug Martin for the rest of the way. I mean, he did score the touchdown for first. So, right. I mean, it's salvaged a fantasy day if you were actually stomaching trying to start him. But, uh, yeah, I don't expect to see a ton of him moving forward. Now, maybe Dirk Cutter gives him a fresh start. Who knows? Um, but not counting on it. Okay. Um, the other one, uh, it, it certainly looks like I panicked a couple of weeks ago as a JGI owner somewhere that I, I was panicking that Blunt was getting more snaps. We're at the point now that the tide has turned there against LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, the Jai, yep. they, they've started using Ajay as the lead guy. I mean, they split it up a little bit. Corey Clement gets work. Blunt gets mm-hmm. some work. But Ajay's the lead guy, and Blunt is just a non-entity for fantasy owners at this point. Yeah. And I feel like with, with Foles at the helm, they're going to have to rely a little bit more on the running game. And that means possibly good things for Ajay. But Ajay had 43 snaps. Uh, and we kind of predicted this, that when the games get closer, Ajay will start to take over the snap count. And, you know, he's he's a few weeks into his new team now. Um, this will be his sixth week, actually. So it's time, I, I think, for Ajay. And, and, you know, I was right there with you, John. I picked up LeGarrette Blount because somebody dropped him because I owned Ajay. And I just wanted to have that backfield cover just in case. But. If I need to make a third wide receiver move this week, and it, like you know, maybe if if I'm afraid of Josh Doxson getting too much Patrick Peterson, uh, Blunt would be the guy I drop to pick up someone like a good one if he's out there. Okay, um, we mentioned last last guys we talked about last week. We talked about Barber. Uh, we talked about Mike Davis. Are you you in the pre show notes? You said nice call on Jonathan Stewart. Did I call Jonathan Stewart? I, I know that you added Jonathan Stewart to to uh, my list, and uh, I, I was a little bit skeptical because you know it's Jonathan Stewart and it was the Vikings, but. He sure paid it off, so I, I got to write that down for you. Did I, did I call three touchdowns for Jonathan Stewart? I don't think Not I did. Not quite three touchdowns, no. but uh, he, he made the list as someone that I wouldn't have mentioned, but you you wanted to mention, so I'll give you credit in that way. All right. He, he's, he's a guy who he's going to get double – he's going to get probably a dozen or more carries – and if they run the ball near the goal line and it's not Cam, it's going to be him. That's the, as someone put it, uh, one of the, uh, I don't remember who it was the other day, that he's basically, if he doesn't score a touchdown, you got trouble. Because if yes. you look at his stats from this week, 16 for 103 and three, but one run was 60 yards and it was a, you know, a stack box and he just. Yeah, it was the third one that they had, no, yeah, no, no secondary after him. And, right. and Christian McCaffrey outsnapped him 43 to 26. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Stewart is, he, he's still a tough guy to play. I think unless you're I hope you would have two better options at running back. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. And Gio Bernard, we talked about. We don't know. um, I haven't heard anything new about Joe Mixon. So we might get some uh, a bunch of Gio Bernard again. And Gio got Gio got saved the other day by 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 the blowout because he caught all six of his catches were in the second half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that made it reasonable. I mean, he was like 40. 3% 3% owned in, in some of my FanDuel contests because he was so cheap and right. the chalk didn't exactly pay off this week. And I, I haven't seen anything on Mixon, but it, it was a concussion. So unless it turns out to be like a, a super bad concussion, I would imagine he'd be back this week. Um, but he's going to look to gain medical clearance. But however, they have the Vikings this week. So either of those guys, you know, now, of course, Jonathan Stewart played the Vikings and he lit them up, but that is definitely not the norm. So I wouldn't rush to get any of these guys this week. All right. We got a lot of options at running back right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna, and we're just going to talk about it. We talked about Peyton Barber already. Seems yes. like he's the guy for, for the Bucks right now. And he looks pretty good. Um, lately, they're playing the Falcons. The Falcons have actually been pretty solid against opposing fantasy running backs. Um, Barber's 35% owned, which was just, how about this? Let's just run through a lot of these guys and talk a little bit about them um, mm-hmm. and then kind of go back to rank and things like that. Rod Smith, 
the big the big play made Rod Smith's day. It was still yes. a decent day otherwise, but the big play made his day. Yeah, that was that, that's the one thing that would make me hesitant to jump up and start him again. Now, we were um, you know, we touted Morris as the guy or at least I definitely did um early on and you know, some big plays and some weird game flows have made it the other way around, but I mean, Morris is getting most of the carries. So if you trust that um, I'll, you know, I'll probably be starting Morris this week, week at Oakland. If I do make it to the championship game week 16, I'll at least get Ezekiel Elliott back. That's so right. we've got that going. Um, yeah. And, and this game Sunday night is, is Dallas at Oakland. We wouldn't expect this to be a big Dallas way. It, we would expect it to be a close game. I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, I think Derek Carr will play a little bit better this week than than he did last week against the Chiefs. And, God, and I hope so. Now, now yeah. do you have any idea? A little aside. Why didn't they flex out of this game? Did did CB? I guess maybe CBS was able to protect New England and Pittsburgh or something. Because Dallas, yeah. Oakland, even 13 days ago, Dallas Oakland did not look like a good one here. No. It, yeah, it is a little bit surprising. So I, I, I guess we'll see. You know, they're. I guess I don't really know what what other options they, they would have had. You know, looking at the schedule here, I'm trying to see if uh, you know, any of these Green other Bay. games. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, That's which true. they don't know for sure yet. Yeah, but you're right. The Pits, the Steelers Patriots, unless unless they have the Steelers Patriots as the CBS Romo game, like the featured afternoon game. Right. But then the Rams Seahawks are going to be featured as well on Fox. So. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Even even the even the nine and four Jags could have made a decent on their decent run on there. But with the Raiders eliminated um, and we didn't know, I don't know how much time they have to flex it with the Raiders I, eliminated. They might have not known. I think they had to do it by last Monday. I think it's 13 days out or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, um, it, yeah. New England Pittsburgh must have been protected. And again, you know, people, some people are probably nodding their heads right now going, yeah, of course, John, we knew this. Um, but yeah, Dallas, Oakland, but you're right. Carolina Green Bay would have been the logical one. And since they didn't know if Rogers was going to be back and they didn't know if the Packers were going to be out, it, it, I guess they probably took the safe way out with Dallas being a big draw, but I, I would, I would rather not watch that Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. It is a weird schedule this week. There are two games on Saturday, by the way, we didn't mention yeah. that in the beginning three 30 right. on Saturday bears at lions and seven 25. Oh, these are central time, but so eight 25 Eastern four 30 Eastern. Uh, we got eight 25 would be chargers at chiefs, which is actually a pretty decent game. Two teams with playoff hopes on the line. I like that one a lot since I've been, since I've been stumping for the chargers to go to the playoffs since they started on four. I'm pretty excited about this one. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to see Joey Boza, Philip Rivers and Ke- I want to see Keenan Allen in the playoffs. That's what I want to see. I love Keenan yes, Allen. He's one of my absolutely. favorites. Absolutely. It's a good spot for Rivers. The KC pass defense has been suspect. Yep. All right. Um Running Wayne, backs anyway. <laughs> Wayne Gallman. He played well. Orleans Darkwa didn't play a ton. He he split some work with Gallman and Darkwa was battling an illness over the course of the yes. week. And we don't we, know how Of course how we didn't find that out until afterwards. Yeah. But um, but do the Giants see it's it's always weird. You're, you're trying to project. We, that, this is what we do. We try to project what's going to happen. And some things we sort of know and other things we don't. And what we, you look at this and logically you think, well, if you're the Giants, do you want to give Gallman a chance and see what he can do? I mean, that's that's the argument for every bad team. That, oh, let's let the young guy play. First, Dark was actually pretty good. That he And he's the type of guy who would give him the chance. Yes. Yeah. He can be in the mix for them next year. But Gallman looked, I mean, he catches the ball a little. He looked good the other day. And you wonder, I, I just, you hesitate, unless you hear the coaches say this week, hey, we're going to get Gallman more involved. 
you hesitate to pick him up and play him in a fantasy playoff game because it's it's all projection. It's all, you know, trying to to figure out what their plan should be. And you think you what the, you think you know what the plan should be. That doesn't mean it's what it's gonna be. He's four percent owned. I don't I might like to have him on a bench for next week in case this week works out, but I'm mm-hmm. not too excited yet. I actually have one keeper league where if I can squeeze a bench spot and get him under the radar for a zero or one dollar keeper, who the heck knows? I mean, this Giants team is going to look a lot different next year, so that's going to change the whole running back outlook. But he's a rookie, and you know, the fourth round draft pick out of Clemson, he he could turn into something, and uh, so it'd be more of a stash option for keeper leagues for me. But I see your point too, John, where you could just uh, stash him for week 16 at Arizona, middle of the pack run defense here. So, uh, you know, not a super great look, but if all of a sudden Gallman goes out there, plays 50 snaps, gets 15 carries and five catches again, then then he could be in play. All right. Next guy I want to talk about, Theoretic. And he was a guy, I, I think, I, I said this to Derek, we didn't talk about him enough last week. We, we, were, we were focused, when we looked at the Lions, I think we looked at Tyon Green more than we looked at Theoretic. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. maybe that was a short. I, I I thought about that. I looked at when I saw him starting to do well this Sunday. I looked at last Sunday's game and I started going. You know, I had regret that I did that. I didn't focus more on him getting more touches with Abdullah out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually didn't even start. Or see. This is how fantasy can be weird sometimes. You know, no one really knew about the Orleans Starkwa illness. And in Stakely, I could have started Riddick over Darkwa, but our Stake League's non-PPR. So ah. I would need like a real, real big shot of encouragement to throw Riddick in there. And of course, he had a fantastic game and <laughs> I'll probably have to look towards him this week. But the weird thing with Abdullah is, you know, he's got that neck injury. But, you know, the last report from, you know, MLive.com that we have is, you know, that he may have been healthy enough to play. So some people were calling him a healthy scratch. It's kind of a bizarre situation there. So, um, you know, you would think that he would be healthy enough to be back this week. And if that's the case, he would cut into the workload of Riddick, of course, because Riddick doesn't quite have the build to be an every down back and handle 20 carries a game. Um, so you would think Abdullah would be back in the mix here. But if he's not, I mean, Riddick's been the one that's most effective in the seven and six Lions are just on the outside looking into the playoff picture so they need to keep winning yep and they're going to give it to the back that they trust the most all right um we talked about jonathan stewart he's 38 percent on he's he's an option for people i mean the packers decent against the run but he's an option uh mike davis they are playing at home against the rams who are you know pretty good um against the run they've been let me see where the rams are middle low yeah, yeah. Surprisingly Lower not half. great against the run. If you're looking on your Yahoo League, you're probably going to get a green in, in the text there on that matchup here, um, which is surprising you know, considering what they have uh, on the defensive front there. But nonetheless, uh, you got, you'll have to watch uh, Mike Davis's practice participation, though, when it comes to him because he kind of had a ribs injury. He's moving around all right. Status is uncertain right now. So we've been through this Seattle mess before. If it's not Mike Davis, I'm not messing with any of these other guys in the playoffs. No. You know, it would have to be like an 18 team PPR league for me to want to throw McKissick in there. And, but, but Davis, if he's healthy, which sounds like, I mean, they, when he got hurt Sunday, the word was, well, it's not that bad. And mm-hmm. last two weeks, 16 and 15 carries and he's run for, for four plus both times. So, I mean, he's, he's certainly playable. Um, he's 38% on as well. Uh, Kerwin Williams, I know he got 20 carries. I, I'm not interested on the road at Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he, he, I don't expect Adrian Peterson to play. And, and Washington has 
given up a few big games lately. They gave up the big Alfred Morris revenge game, of course, but you know, starting Kerwin Williams just, I don't know, would give me the shakes in the playoffs. I, I don't think I could trust that. Yeah. Um, and he, let's see, game log wise, has he caught anything? Now nah, he's caught one pass in the last two weeks. So basically mm-hmm. it's touch. He's, he's a touchdown or bust. Most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyon Green, we talked about. If I have Dulles back, there's no interest there. We talked about Gallman. Who, who's your who's your top three? The top three this week? Man, this is this is an incredibly tough one because these are, you know, I'll give you a top three, but it's not going to be anyone I necessarily feel great about starting in the playoffs. Uh, one, one would be Riddick, two would be Barber, and three would be a healthy Mike Davis. Okay. See, I got Davis first. If they, mm-hmm. as long as he plays, Davis and Barber is a tough call for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Riddick and PPR. Riddick's a different thing. If Abdul is out, Riddick's a, Riddick's a really interesting play because the last mm-hmm. two weeks they've they've put him back to work, which is nice. Because you can make a case for start flexing Riddick, you know, low end flex play in PPR, even if Abdullah's around. Right. Right? But Abdullah and Davis, uh, you know, kind of both have those injuries that really affect these rankings. So it's it's tough to do them now, but that's going to be my guess. All right, folks, fantasy football, FanDuel is fantasy football for everyday fans with new contests starting every week. No busted seasons. There's something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from starting at just a dollar. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. So let's check out the uh, the Sunday slate here. Remember now, a- a- as Jake mentioned earlier, if we're looking at the main Sunday slate, well, you have no Denver Indy because that's Thursday. You get two Saturdays, which are Lions, Bears, and Chiefs, Chargers, and then you don't have the um, Falcons, Bucks. So it's a, it's a it's a condensed pool of players. Um, where are you going to quarterback? What do you, what, do you, what catches your eye? I uh, you know for me the first lineup I made he's one of the more expensive guys, but it had to be Drew Brees yeah. for me just because of the way to that Tampa Bay. Now now it seems pretty chalk. And or I'm sorry, it's not Tampa Bay. It's uh, it's Jets. the Jets. Mm-hmm. Jets. Yeah. But both teams we're going to find in the bottom three, whether it's the last five weeks or the last or the whole season in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. The breeze thing just seems kind of chalk. Even if they've got a healthy Ingram and a healthy Kamara back and ready to go, uh, the Jets are a lot easier to, to tear up through the air than they are on the ground. And quarterbacks have shown that time and time again. So a breeze Thomas stack. And I know I could be a week late on this, um, but uh, the breeze is my quarterback this week for sure. Okay. Um, I was actually Foles is the minimum, by the way, if you want to play some, you know, a cheap quarterback, if you, if you're buying into that theory that Foles has a good matchup and good talent around him and all that, he's very cheap. At least I'm um, Kenyon Drake still cheap. That yeah, dude's a stud right like, now. Because, mm-hmm, you know, the prices weren't didn't quite have enough time to react in the Monday night game. So right. Kenyon Drake's going to be the chalk play of the week here at 6,500. Gives you a lot of line of flexibility. And, you know, even in a half point PPR format like FanDuel, I think he could he could be in for a pretty good one. All right. Um, and Jonathan Stewart uh, is one of, the, one of the guys you mentioned here in your notes. He's 5,800, which is still pretty cheap. If he scores a touchdown, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um Let's but see. the Packers in, in the screen game is where they've been getting hit a lot lately. They, you know, they've been pretty good at defending the whole between the tackles runs, and that's more Stewart's thing. So I might lean towards McCaffrey here out of that because the McCaffrey advantage and snap counts, and you know the screens he could do some damage on the Packers. Okay, um, I kind of like for sixty two hundred. I kind of like Latavius. I've been on the Latavius train for a while, and the way the Bengals play, you know, the Bengals defense is hurting. Uh, Jordan Howard just destroyed them the other day. 
and now yeah, they've the got Bengals the Vikings look like at a team. Home. They look like a team that's given up. You know, yeah. they're, they're another one of those that's lucky the Giants are around to divert attention. But <laughs> Marvin Lewis, who's perpetually on the hot seat, I mean, mm-hmm. I can't see a scenario where he sticks around next year. No, I, I did. That doesn't look good at all. Um, so, yeah, I like Latavius at 6,200. Um, speaking of Vikings, Kyle Rudolph is he's playing really well. He's just he's he is probably been better fantasy wise than we thought this year. Right. Mm-hmm. He always gets ranked in the fringe of like the preseason rankings. He ends up in the 10 to 14 range. He always shows up there. Um, but the other thing to watch with Rudolph is he did leave the locker room in a walking boot after the game. Um, so you'll want to watch his practice participation this week. He didn't appear to have suffered an injury on his in the game, and it could just be precautionary, but it's one that's worth checking into the practice reports for. PPR is the number seven tight end on the season, by the way. Um, one other guy you mentioned – uh, you mentioned Martavis Bryant, and I actually have the same. The, Martavis Bryant's fifty nine hundred, which is not expensive, but so but Juju's back from his suspension, yes. which is one thing. I mean, this this game, you know, it actually surprised me. I I saw the first over under for Pat Steelers, and when I saw fifty three, I said that's it. Like I was mm-hmm. expecting fifty five at least. I thought it was going to be yeah. sky high. I'm looking at fifty three and a half right now, and that's right. the highest on the slate. By quite a bit. Yep. Um, and almost all the numbers are released except for the Miami Buffalo game because of the Tyrod Taylor question mark. That'll change if Pyramid starts. All right. And, and yeah, a guy. And I guess Packers Panthers is empty too right now because that's affected significantly by Rodgers right. being in or out. So I, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, yeah I th- we think we're going to have a shootout there in Pittsburgh, which should be fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. It's just some of these yeah. guys, you know, it, it, it's always tough. It, in season long, it's always tough going to the secondary options on the Steelers, but in 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 DFS, it's a different story. If you think yeah, it's going to be fireworks, maybe and you think, well, Bell and Brown can't get every touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the tight ends got a bunch of the work against Baltimore this week, but against the Patriots, I mean, we saw the Patriots last night, and the receivers did the work uh, on the Patriots last night. So yeah, maybe a secondary option if Belichick. I would assume. Priority one. I mean, who do you shut down if you have to pick one, Bell or Brown? I mean, you can't shut them both down. No, I I try to do Brown, but that's hard. That, I think that might be harder. Yeah, that might be harder. So yeah, I guess you go with Bell and, and see if you can trust someone to play man coverage there. But if you stack the box and double cover Brown, then someone, whether it's Juju or Martavis Bryant, is going to get the looks. And I mean, Bryant had 10 targets last week, so that makes things interesting for me. Folks, over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing on FanDuel. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RW. You'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than a million dollars in cash prizes, and that's with your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RW. Void where prohibited. Thanks, FanDuel. Wide receivers. <laughs> we talked about Mike Evans. All right. What about Mari Cooper? What are you doing with him this week? If it's got to be a it's got to be a bench because you don't know if he's going to be healthy. He was the weird one this week where he was active, but then kind of re-aggravated it early. And I, I wouldn't trust him in the playoffs. And I know some people might have to and could maybe bite the bullet. And, you know, Amari Cooper is just naturally always the boomer bust type guy. But he re-injured his ankle. If he comes out and logs like a limited and two full practices this week, then I'd be like, OK, let it let it rip. But if it's like. If it's like a DNP limited limited, then I'd be a little bit more hesitant. So one worth watching. Okay. As far as guys to pick up, um, we talked about Marquise Goodwin. He's 55% owned. So he's just snuck out of our threshold. He's gettable in some places. 
the last two weeks with this guy, since Jimmy G became the starter, 20 targets, 14 catches, 205 yards. I mean, this is this is a legit top 25 receiver for the next yeah. couple of weeks, most likely. My bold uh, Well, not the next the week couple of weeks. Next week, next week, they're home to Jacksonville. So not next week, but this week against the Titans. Yeah, this week's a good one. My bold week of the or move of the week last week was I needed a Juju replacement really bad. Didn't really trust any of the guys on my bench. You know, the Corey Davis types that we had talked about before. So I went ahead and I picked up Goodwin and he had a decent day in PPR. So that was nice, but uh, wasn't quite enough <laughs> to get that playoff victory. But Goodwin, very usable this week. Definitely wide receiver three. Folks, I, I something to, that something Jake just mentioned. I would like to apologize for the the way too many minutes I spent on this podcast this year talking about Corey Davis. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Now, oh. if there's a good thing we can take away from this, maybe you stash him for a keeper league, or you might yeah. think of him a little higher next year because I'm not completely, you know, I, I'm not, I haven't given up on his potential. He's someone that you'll be able to get at a pretty cheap price this year or next year compared to even where he was this year with all the hype coming in. So keep that in mind if there's any positive to take from that. All right. Uh, next guy up, D.D. Westbrook. This is le- this guy's legit. He's 30 percent owned um, five for 81 and eight targets. And he got a touchdown against the Seahawks. I mean, he's he's he, we talked about, you know, we like this matchup for Bortles. So we got to like it for D.D. Westbrook to a point, right? Yeah, I mean, the last since he's came back, he got six targets against the Browns and then has gone 10, 9, 8 targets. So the guy's getting looks. I would almost put him above Alan Hearns in the depth chart. You know, that that's pretty safe at this point. Well, Hearns is hurt, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, him and Marquise Lee are, are going to be the guys. And if, uh, you know, if the Jags have to, you know, the one red flag, like I mentioned right at the beginning when we were talking about Bortles' game flow, if the Jags get ahead and, you know, TJ Yates and the Texans can't do anything on offense, then why throw the ball? So that's the one slight concern. But if Houston can stay competitive, if DeAndre Hopkins can squeak through and, and still still be a man, uh, then perhaps, uh, you know, Bortles and these receivers are worth a look. But uh, regardless, I'm I'm picking up DD because in the championship game, he's at San Francisco and that's good enough for me. Right. OK. Um, next guy. Have you mentioned Kendall Wright in your notes? He's yeah. the, he's a PPR guy. I, I can't trust that guy. That, he caught ten passes the other day, but if he catches two this week, I won't be surprised. Yeah, I don't really trust him much either. And you know, your your trust in him kind of banks on your trust in Mitch Trubisky suddenly turning the corner. And we mentioned they played a Bengals team that all that essentially has given up on the year. So maybe a little bit fluky. But when any guy sees eleven targets and catches ten of them, and you know, and it doesn't all come from one big, and his hundred yard receiving day doesn't all come from one big play, it's worth at least making note of. All right. Um, otherwise here, Tory Smith, it's hard with, if, if Wentz was still playing, I would want to talk more about Tory Smith mm-hmm. because Tory Smith is, has, his usage has really perked up lately mm-hmm. that, that we feel like he's become, I mean, this, this past week, I mean, he had a really big day. I got to pull that up real quick. Um, last three games, five, seven and 11 targets four, five and six receptions. And this week he was six for a hundred. But with Foles playing, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't know what to do with this now, right? Yeah, I mean, I know Aguilar might have just escaped our fifty percent threshold, but I mean, I, I still much prefer Aguilar. And then, of course, Jeffrey obviously is owned everywhere, but Aguilar twelve and eleven targets in the last two weeks, so it would go, I would lean towards Aguilar heavily. With you know, Torrey Smith is kind of big play dependent. Is that fair? Uh, that is very fair. Yes. Um, one next couple other guys I want to talk about. Um, any interest in Corey Coleman? They've got the, uh, they get the Ravens this week. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's, since he's been, since 
he's been back from injury. 29 targets in four games. I mean, I know he had that goose egg against the Chargers. That, that knocked his ownership down by about 10%. Yeah, he's 28% so. right now. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens aren't as menacing of a matchup as as you would think. I mean, uh, I mean, Big Ben carved him up a little bit, and they don't have Jimmy Smith, who's got that suspension. They've still got talented players in the secondary for sure. Um, and Gordon had 91% of the snaps on Sunday. Coleman had 67%, um, so not quite as much volume. But I'm okay with Coleman, uh, with using Coleman. I don't know about using Coleman, but I'm okay with owning and maybe uh, – if you have to in a deeper format, uh, you know, you can get about what do you have, like 16, 17 PPR points last week on my bench. So right. um, I'm definitely not cutting him. OK. Um, last guy I want to bring up is Mike Wallace. Any interest there? Three for 72. I mean, not a lot of this past week, not a ton. And, and a shootout. He got five targets and three receptions. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, Mike so Wallace needs to be. He needs to be praised for his defense in that game. He played so much defense, yeah. Flacco, trying to throw it to the Steelers as hard as he could. But Wallace kept just coming over the top and swatting those balls away. Got to get him in the secondary. All right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Okay, so next. So, so rank him. Sorry. Who's your good win if he, if he fits, but in a lot of cases he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, so, I mean, the only guy that I'd actually pick up and start out of the ones that we'd talk about is D.D. Westbrook. The rest of those guys I can't really rank. They're all in the same boat for me because they're not really startable. All right, tight ends. Um, we talked about Brait last week. He was a bust. We talked about Steven Anderson. He was a bust. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey Burton. But Anderson's trajectory could at least be headed in the right direction. Six targets and no yeah. C.J. Fedorowicz. Does have to deal with TJ Yates though. He just was bad last week. He basically, if you played him last week, it didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. Trey Burton, if I mean, we don't know about Ertz. I mean, we Ertz, it looked like Ertz was going to play, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday the news went bad on him because because we I think Friday we saw news that he had cleared the concussion protocol, but it was yep it was not. I remember I tweeted something on Thursday, like right before I went out of the office. I was like, oh, Ertz is going to play. Sorry guys, scratch the Trey Burton idea. But then by the time Sunday came around. Here we yeah. go. So that didn't work out. We, we, you would think that because he was that close last week, he's got a decent chance to play this week. But we're going to have to wait and see. So um, as you said in your notes, don't don't ditch your Trey Burton shares yet. If you have yeah, just Yeah, I mean, and his outlook does go – so say Ertz is out for whatever reason. His outlook does go down a little bit with Foles, I think, because Wentz can just do things that Foles can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still in play at least. I just – I know my friend was uh, – he, he texted me like earlier before kickoff asking like, I'm probably going to start Ricky Seals Jones over Trey, or Trey Burton. What do you think? I'm like, don't do that. Right. Go ahead and start Trey Burton. <laughs> and I think I might have saved his playoffs. So I'm going to see if I can get a steak dinner out of him. But, yeah, you're, you're, um, it's great when you save people like that. Yeah, got to take advantage when, uh, for the times that I'm right, right? Totally. All right. Another, so Gronk's back in a game that yeah. should be a shootout. Greg Olson, what do we do with Greg Olson? He, it's funny. He limped, he limped off the field. At one point, you thought, oh, no, his his he re-injured his foot. Forget it. He's done. It turned out someone rolled on it and he was fine. He went back in pretty quickly. I think they retaped it. And he went back in. Yeah, I he, saw him taking his shoe off on the sideline. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go again because I went ahead and started him. And of course, that burned me anyway. But yeah. So what do you want to do with him? I mean, at this point, I, I, I think he'll get back in the mix at some point. And they talked about it already that, you know, hey, we're going to get Greg back in. the But 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 I mean, when, when do, you, do you I mean, do you start him in a week 15 playoff game hoping that that's going to happen? I'm going to have to in my 16 teamer. 
Um, okay. and, I, and I don't necessarily feel great about it because I went ahead. I was like, okay, Olsen's back. I'm going to go ahead and cut Vernon Davis. Uh, you know, maybe Julius Thomas is my other option. But again, it's a 16 teamer and there ain't a whole lot out there. But the thing is, is he's already involved. He played 59 of 64 offensive snaps, Greg Olson did. So, yeah, you only had one target. He wasn't being used really heavily. But the snap count is most definitely encouraging here. And I think it only goes up from here. Now, Green Bay. One of those weird statistical anomalies that they've been really tough against opposing tight ends this year. And even as a Packers fan, it's tough to explain why. I know I know guys like Morgan Burnett and Haha Clinton Dix kinda kinda shadow those types of guys over the top and they're both big hitters and and, and good in coverage and, and physically can match up with good tight ends. But uh the Packers could be, you know, I mean, they could give up touchdowns to tight ends just as easily. And I mean, the Minnesota Vikings defense, of course, much better than the Packers. So between the volume and the fact that Olsen was in a tough matchup, I'm not dropping him yet. Okay. Um, Jordan Reed. I mean, he's a wait and see again. I mean, I, I, I would love if I own Jordan Reed, I'd love it if he came back, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sitting there going, Oh, I don't want to pick up this decent player because I have to hold Jordan Reed. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Jordan Reed, after this much time off, he hasn't seen the field since week eight. What happens if, you know, we Jay Gruden comes out and says, OK, he's going to play this week. He's ready to go, going to be active. Like, can you trust him after that far out? Wow. I know he's always been very effective when he's he's actually playing. But outside of one game this year against the Eagles, when he caught eight for 64 and two scores, there's there's nothing there. He hasn't gotten more than five standard points. Right. Um, Eric Ebron, my pal. Mm-hmm. My I had buddy, to throw that name in there. Yeah, he's uh, so he's twenty nine percent owned, and he had a great game the other day. He caught ten career passes. Game. It's ten the best passes. game of his career. Best game of his career. So, um, ten for ninety four. Um, are are you ready? Are you are you uh, are you, you want to jump back in on him? I would be very tempted to play him over Olson because of Olson's yeah. uncertainty. I agree. Um, I would probably play him over someone like Steven Anderson who we discussed because even though he's the guy, he's, it's a little bit uncertain. If Ertz is back, I'd probably play Ebron over Trey Burton. Um, oh, yeah. If Ertz is back, I don't want anything to do with Trey Burton. Right. Exactly. So so, so there we are. He, he's there if you've been streaming tight ends, but it is risky, of course. Okay. Um, Steven Anderson's still decent. I mean, the volume's there. He's 31% owned. Unfortunately, he's playing at Jacksonville. They've been good against tight ends because they're good against everything and everybody. Um, so that's not great. Uh, Jesse James. Oh, we talked about Steelers tight ends. I want to get back to that. Jesse James, 13% owned. Uh, Vance McDonald is even less. He had McDonald had six targets. Jesse James had 12 or 10. It was one of the, uh, one or the other. Um, I'm going to look that up here. Here's the problem with Jesse James. As I think Derek and I talked about yesterday, Jesse James, 10 catches on 12 targets. Mm-hmm. 97 Roth- yards. Roethlisberger, Best game of the year. Roethlisberger threw 66 passes. Which is not, that's just not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, so your target share there, 12 targets on 66, it's a shade under 20. It's something like 18 or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, Jesse, Jesse, James, like you can't, you, you can't look at last week and, th- and make that an argument for Jesse James, right? No, you can't. I mean, he had the one really big game and then in week one, of course, he had two touchdowns, but I would not really pick him up and start him. I mean, the Patriots generally do a pretty good job handling hand, handling tight ends. I don't know, kind of middle of the pack statistically there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to write it off as a very tight end centric game plan for, for Pittsburgh. And just that happened to be the players that were open. And of course they didn't have any Juju there. So out of 66 passes, you know, you got to think Juju gets eight targets minimum, you know, and right. where do those come from? 
Um, so I wouldn't get excited about that enough to use them. Okay. Um, two other guys I want to mention. One is uh, Adam Shaheen on the Bears. He's they're playing. He's playing against the Lions, who over the past six weeks have been the second worst team against opposing fantasy tight ends. They've been up five touchdowns. Um, I just don't. If, if the thing is, Shaheen's a guy. Even if you're a tight end streamer type, he's the type of guy who, if he gets zero targets, you won't be shocked. Yeah, I mean, he would be one of those two tight end league type of guys. Now, in two of the last four weeks, he's had forty yards and a touchdown. And in the other two weeks in that span combined, one yard total. Yeah. So that's what you're looking at. You can do better. Um, I would hope so. The other one, any Ricky Seals-Jones interest? He was under 20 snaps again. Yeah, not not too much. If you you text me on Sunday morning, I'm probably going to tell you to go with player B over Ricky Seals-Jones. Okay. Um, Of the guys we we talked about, I guess it's between Ebron and Anderson if you're streaming. Who, Who is it for you? Oh man, it's, it's Ebron for me. I just haven't seen enough from Anderson and I've always been an Ebron believer. I just, someone that he's underachieved. He's someone who I'd always love to get a fresh start away from Detroit and maybe in a green Bay Packer uniform. But, uh, so it's Ebron for me. Um, I guess I can't say Greg Olson. Uh, I, I would even lean James over Steven Anderson. Now I know the Jesse James week was a little bit fluky, but, um, out of this group of guys that we've talked about where there isn't a whole lot to like, I take a guy that at least big Ben trusts in the high over under game over a team, uh, at Jacksonville. Okay. Um, if, if Burton's in the mix, if Ertz is out, where does Burton fit? Because of Foles and the uncertainty there, he'd be number two for me behind Ebron. Okay. The last one I want to mention, I'm taking a look at the, yeah, the Cardinals have actually been pretty good against, actually middle of the pack against tight ends. Vernon Davis is 49% ownership. Yeah, I think people got frustrated after his goose egg a couple I weeks did. ago and dropped him. Yeah, I certainly did. because they start, he started sharing time with Paul and all that and, you thought he was money, and then he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just very nervous with all my skin shares because that offensive line is so banged up, and keeping Cousins upright, having a consistent running game are both going to be challenges. Well, I, I have two. I, mean, I, don't have, I don't do a ton of teams. I have, uh, in, in addition to an MFL, I think I have five teams. Mm-hmm. And right now I have, two, I have three left. Two of them are, uh, two of them are Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So I have... I have two left in stake league where points count till 17 and that one of those playoff teams, you know, I got to make a yes or no decision on cousins, P Ryan and Doxon. Wow. And it's cousins or Mariota or stream. And I'm not sure I'm liking cousins this week. I don't, but Mariota's he's so bad. Yeah. So we're going to, we're, we're going to take a long, hard look at that waiver wire tonight. All right. Well, good luck with that. If you, if you play Mariota, you do not have my approval. I just want you to Fair know enough. That. Okay. Yeah. Defense, uh, Saints are 39% owned, and they got Bryce Petty coming to town. It's hard to argue with that one. Yeah, that's the chalk play of the week. You know, we talked about Kenyon Drake maybe being the chalk play of the week on FanDuel, but at 4,600, Saints got to be right up there in terms of chalk play. I mean, and this isn't this isn't anything new or unique to us. If you Google waiver wire and look at any other source of the hundreds that do this, everyone's going to have the Saints at the top of the streaming defense week. It's just a matter of how high you want to put them like they're probably in my book a top five streaming defense they're at home they get Bryce Petty and a Jets team that you know is finally finally maybe ready to lose a few games and get that early draft pick that we know they need and I I mean the Saints 
that they're an excellent play this week and it might be too chalk if anything but uh I, they got to be number one all right we like picking on deshaun kaiser but the ravens are playing him and everybody owns the ravens so you can't have them mm-hmm. um bills are 37 percent owned again at home against miami i don't care what jay cutler did last night he is a pick six waiting to happen Right. He is Jay Cutler. I'm more worried about Kenyon Drake in a defense that has been gashed by the run outside of since they traded Marcel Darius. I mean, geez, Frank Gore, I believe, ran for over 100 yards on him last week. So yep. what the heck is Kenyon Drake going to do to them? That's true. Well, Frank Gore, that was in the Frank Gore carried 36 times, I think. Yeah. That's no. That, did you watch any of See, that? That was fun. I, I, yeah, it was a fun game. And I uh, I actually used Frank Gore in one DFS league, <laughs> you know, probably the only uh, – probably the only share of that anyone would have in that in dfs and and you to your credit you mentioned frank gore last week as an option actually because of the whole you know marcel darius buffalo situation right. and and he ended up you know paying it off for the most part you know that's it was his best game all year of course the volume had a lot to do with that but uh i'm not trusting the bills defense this week just because of that that run defense is highly suspect okay um other ones i want to mention falcons are 19 percent ownership against Jameis, who can be a turnover machine um, so he can be, can can be. Is, is he is turnover. he literally is that's true um redskins are 11 percent against blaine gabbert at home uh, and gabbert hasn't been terrible no right i mean turnover wise last week he threw a pick hold on i just want to make sure i have the numbers correct on gabbert um so in four games he's got five interceptions actually and 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 he's got okay in four games he has and Houston when he played that Houston did he come he came in early in, in relief of Stanton or did he play that whole game I don't remember I oh, neither do I actually okay but let's say it's, it's close to a full game if it's not a full game mm-hmm. he's he, in four games he's got five interceptions and four fumbles he's only lost one of the fumbles but something's got to give under the radar Redskins if you're if you're desperate um, the mm-hmm. other one, we talked about Mariota being so bad and throwing too many picks. Um, I mean, do the Niners interest you at all? They've been playing, I guess, at least against the run, they've been playing a little better lately, I think. Yeah, I mean, for as bad as Mariota's been, I'm not going to be the guy that picks up the 49ers defense in the playoffs. I mean, it's Saints' number one choice for me. Falcons are actually definitely number two choice for me because of the way Winston turns the ball over. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, the Saints, uh, that's, that's a tough one to pass up. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, I mean, you have you take the Saints even if you've had a steady defense for most of the year, right? Unless you unless you have the Jags or or I guess the Ravens, the Ravens. Um, you know, who else do you start over the Saints this week? You're probably right. It's funny that the two, I mentioned that I have two teams that I care about left, and I have the Jags and the Ravens. So, All right. Well, you, <laughs> don't have to, you don't have to lose any sleep over that decision. You go, sure. oh, man, but can I have the Saints? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Get that two defense league. That's what FanDuel's for. You can have them there because they're 4,600 exactly. on FanDuel. Listeners, that opens things up for you. That's right. right. Listeners to our podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial, rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Take a look now, rotowire.com slash pod. So, Jake, you've got a Facebook Live Q&A coming up uh, later today, Tuesday, right? hopefully i've kept enough people alive here in the playoffs to uh have a nice audience with some q a otherwise I'll, I'll run down some of the options that, that we discussed on this show i'll talk about aaron Rodgers' news if it happens or any other news that happens during the day and of course answer all of your questions that you may need heading into the playoffs whether it's streaming ad drops at this point start sits i'll be here for you 
All right, so we are wrapping this right now. It is 12.02 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. The top news headline on NFL.com, Packers, Rodgers at crossroads with key decision. Um, let's see, Ian Rappaport, uh, what a, no word on his status. The team is conferring Results with experts. Results are still being reviewed. blah 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 So, folks, as Jake said, if you're listening on your commute home, you might know what the status of Aaron Rodgers is. We hope you do. And if you, we, if, if you own him, good for you if he comes back. And if he doesn't, sorry, you can, you can try to make do with one of the free agents that we recommended, that Blake, Blake Bortles. So check that out. Um, leave a review and a rating for this podcast wherever you're listening. You've been doing that a lot, and we appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Road to Wire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. We'll be back on Thursday. Tim Haney and I are going to be previewing all the Week 15 games, so come on back and check that out. For Jake Latarski, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.